We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. (laughs) <laughs> hello <laughs> it's kirk henderson and josh bow it's 10 30 on wednesday december 27th 2022 i'm saying that date and emphasizing it because for those of us who watched this game who really made a purpose to watch a, a mavs knicks game in the middle of december you know late december in the middle of the basketball season we just watched what is not potentially a historic performance it is the first 60-point triple-double in NBA history. Luka Doncic led the Mavericks in overtime, scored 60 points, grabbed 21 rebounds, and dished 10 assists. Holy shit. Josh. <laughs> I don't do know. I don't know. Um, I mean, man, I'm trying to think in terms of like – because it's not just the points. Like – I mean, it's the context of the game, setting it in overtime. They were down nine points with 34 seconds left. The shot that he made to tie the game, even if you take away the circumstances in which they had to get it, where he had to miss a free throw and they had to get a rebound. The way, like, he caught it in midair and it was in that little, like, what, five to eight foot range in the NBA where actually guys don't really make shots all that often. And, like, he just nailed it and, like, and like just the context of what his teammates were doing in this game, uh, in terms of regular season, I'm not sure if I've seen a more like drag a team across the finish line type performance than this. Like maybe like like obviously like we've seen playoff performance like LeBron game seven against the Warriors. Like in terms of like historical context, probably maybe matters a little more. But man, and just in terms of like watching a dude take a basketball team and win a game they had no business winning. I don't know if I've seen anything like this uh, ever. Like, well, holy well, No, we haven't. The answer is we have not, okay? Because here's the thing. Just as a quick recap of the game, the Mavericks <laughs> beat the shit out of the Knicks, basically held them off all night with truly astounding three-point shooting. I want to look at this here. They were... So they only finished 16 of 50 
But they missed like every shot in the fourth and overtime. At one point in the third quarter, they were just the Mavericks would would dent, the Knicks would answer right back. It felt like an unwinnable game. And there was a point, it was about I'm looking here in the fourth quarter because I made a tweet about this. 44 seconds left. Julius Randle scores a two-point shot to put the Mavericks up 110 to 101. And he scores on a two-point shot in no small part because Luca threw a shit fit clamoring for an eight-second call in which, and this is very important, he was wrong. And he he was not Randall's man, but basically was screaming at the ref, so Randall barrels down the lane and scores on an easy layup. And I tweeted something out to the effect that if Luka Doncic put half the effort that he did into bitching into defense, he'd be an MVP player, which that's just going to live in my mentions till the end of time because the Mavericks were up, or the Mavericks were down nine points with because Luca scored a layup right after that 33 seconds left Miles McBride makes a pair of free throws puts him up 112 to 103 we all start talking about coverage okay well how are we going to cover this game yada 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 Spence or Christian Wood makes a three-point shot seven seconds later um then Luka Doncic makes a two-point shot because Crimson uh, uh Quentin Grimes turns the ball over like Luka just takes it from him so with 15 seconds left it's 112 to 108 um on that Luca two-point shot Emmanuel quickly fouls him so Luca hits the free throw down by three Knicks take a full timeout and it's like oh brother yeah. what is happening the, the the Mavericks foul Miles McBride he misses one of two Miles McBride makes the second of two really felt like an important shot there's 11 seconds left on the clock Spencer Dinwiddie who is not going to get near enough credit. We're going to talk about him, obviously. But Spencer Dinwiddie answers at nine seconds left. So two seconds go off the shot clock because the Mavericks call a timeout. They get to advance the ball. Spencer Dinwiddie hits a three-point shot because the Knicks basically are like, fuck, we're going to guard Luka. So Spencer just like – it was like watching a um, like a like 90s Nebraska option where just the, the, like the defense goes totally at Luka except for one guy. Spencer makes a tough shot. That puts it at, uh, down by – Two, or I'm sorry, down by one with nine seconds left. Miles McBride again gets fouled. He makes both free throws. Shout out to that guy. And then why don't you take it from there? Because you had a better look at this than I did because my dog was going nuts. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the Knicks intentionally foul Luca with about four seconds left. It was actually like really well done. Like they let Luca cross half court. Um, they let some like it was seven seconds left, I think, or whatever it was, and they let some time run off. They fouled him right before he could get into his gather for a step back. And honestly, I thought that was the game just because you know, there's no you know, Eve Luca either makes two free throws and then, then you have to do like a basically a half court or three quarters court heave to tie or win the game, or you have to do the ridiculous, which is miss a free throw and, and then get a get the ball in the basket, and of course. Luca misses a free throw, and what's crazy is the Knicks had two guys. Like the ball bounced to two Knicks players. I think it was Grimes. Well, he hit the first one, right? Right, he did hit the first one. But he had okay. to miss, but they decided to miss the second. They put in uh, Javale McGee uh, because you know they have no timeouts and there's four seconds left. So if you don't, you know, if you if you make it, the Knicks are probably shooting free throws with like three three seconds left, and then you you know what are you, what are you going to do? Even even if the Knicks miss both, you're basically going to have to do a, a heave at the end of the buzzer. Um, so your chances are basically none, nil to win the game. So Luka makes the first. They didn't put him a gi uh, to get the offensive rebound. He misses it. Uh, it kind of gets batted by the bigs. And then, like, seriously, it lands right in between uh, Grimes and I think quickly. 
And there's no one around them, by the way. There's no one like pushing them, shoving them, like contesting them. It is an uncontested rebound for the most part. And those two guys come together and basically volleyball uh, bump the ball into the air as they both try to grab it at the same time. It falls right into Luca's hands. Luca jumps, catches the ball in one motion before he lands, uh, shoots a little awkward eight-foot teardrop floater, ties the game uh, with a second left. Nick's no timeouts, goes to OT. And then, I mean, that was like (laughs) – I don't know. I know you said you weren't watching. You know, you're chasing. No, I was watching, but okay. it was like I'm not. I wasn't going to do it justice. Right, but there's the arena. Like it was that game was over. There was I, I would have bet my life savings the Mavericks were winning in overtime. Like I don't know how the Knicks were going to respond to that, and they responded to that by basically doing nothing. They made two shots. Nobody had anything left. Yeah, everyone. That's was what trained. what what really sticks with me. Yeah, and of course the Mavericks made one field goal in overtime. It was Luca. Um, Lucas scored seven of their 11 overtime points, uh, five free throw. He went five of six from the free throw line. I think he made his final, I think he made like his final four also, which I mean, considering the struggles that he's gone through at the free throw line, I mean, 16 of 22, he was still, he was still less than 75%. Right. So he wasn't having a good night at the stripes. So that had to be those free throws he was shooting toward the end of the game. That has to be the most tired he's ever been in an athletic competition and he was able to, to sink those free throws. Um, and that's, that's impressive. That, I mean, that just kind of adds to like the magic of the night and that just how incredible he was. I mean, he was, it was, it was absurd. Mavericks team record beats Dirk's 53 point game uh, back in, I think 2005. Um, don't know. I mean, don't know if we'll ever see another game, not just from a Maverick, not just from Luca, but just, from a player in the league. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if we'll ever see. Well, nobody's like ever done a 60-point triple-double. <laughs> and Wilt Chamberlain just, like, when you go look at NBA history stuff, Wilt Chamberlain just exists in right. all of this stuff. And it's, like, kind of uncomfortably weird where you go in there and it's like, oh, okay, well, Wilt's going to be there. Because Wilt's, you know, he scored 100 points in a game. Like, that's the thing that happened. Um, it's, you know, we we... We do this night in and night out, and there are nights where we get together, and there's one, you know, you and I always find stuff to talk about, but, like, as a, as a group, there's just a grind of NBA where you miss a night, and you shouldn't feel bad about it, because there's 82 games, but right. if there was ever a reminder of why you tune in every night to watch a one-of-one basketball player, this is it. Yes. Uh, I also, unfortunately, I had a friend that was at the game. Uh, people left, a lot of people left with a minute when they were at nine with 34 seconds left. Like he said, a, a lot of people. And like, can you imagine by the time you get to your car and turning the radio on and just hearing that? Like, I, I that's, that's crazy to me. Uh, I, I don't know. Like I get leaving games early when it's, uh, when it's over kind of, but like, if you've already gotten to like a minute left, just just wait till the final buzzer. Like, what do you? How much traffic are you really going to save by doing that? But that's besides the point. I mean, that's sure. I mean, I I was ready. Crazy. That was why I was like, I was yeah. ready to get going. Like, can we do this for work? I mean, we were about to get on here and roast this team, right? I mean, this was going to be. I mean, a, it wasn't a roast. Terrible it's just loss. Like, like I I think you know, and that's where I think that's actually a pretty good pivot point to talk about the game. <laughs> Without three, like their three best defenders are hurt. Yes. 
And at a certain point in time, that was going to catch up with them. The annual Julius Randle comes to Dallas and kicks the shit out of Dallas game was just, it was on full force. I mean, what did he do tonight? Like he had an outstanding game. 29, 18 and foul four. trouble. <laughs> yeah. 29, 18 and four. Man. I mean, because, and you think about the guys that are hurt, like Dorian and Maxi are the two guys that would, yeah. You know, Reggie is a good defender, but they put him more on guards than big beefy uh, forwards. So yeah, they had no, I mean, that's why Dwight Powell started like with Christian Wood. It was kind of a, a weird game and a weird lineup uh, throughout the night. And it was one of those things where if you're like watching live, I I found myself not frustrated because, you know, second chance points were probably wildly off. I, I'm trying, I'm having a hard time finding. I don't think ESPN keeps track of second chance oh, probably on NBA.com. Next had 17 offensive rebounds. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you, yeah, you come in here and like, I was honestly ready to say, okay, this is an example of what happens when, you know, three of your rotation players are hurt. And instead, Luca just sort of willed them through it. Because, again, Luca having a triple-double in this game was borderline miraculous. Because the Mavericks, you know, and, and again, I, I like Reggie, Jesus Christ, my guy, one of seven from three, all of his looks were wide open. And yep. this game might not have gone to overtime <laughs> if some of these guys would hit threes. I mean, Tim Hardaway was was terrible from distance three of 11 can i give you my Uh, tim hardaway stat of the night yes you you tweeted this made my life (laughs) so since november 15th the mavericks have only won two games in which tim hardaway jr has shot below 40 percent on his three pointers uh in those two wins luka Doncic has averaged 55 points 14 and a half rebounds and 10 assists per game uh because the only other game was the 50 point game against (laughs) against houston that the mavericks won so uh there you go, man. If if Tim isn't hitting his threes, you just need Luca to play like uh, a video game character with all the difficulty settings turned down. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament tonight. We'll break down. We break down who will be cutting. Cut. What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hip. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. I, I, I'm out of like, and, and I've been thinking about this all day because as usual, discourse online gets a little weird because the 77 minutes in heaven guys so so tim cato our guy austin both of them used to work here dave dufour and mike pellucci had a truly wonderful podcast like one of my favorite mavs based podcasts because they talk about all sorts of like you know there's predictions there's looks ahead there there's you know looks back there's 
honest, open, naked criticism of this team that I don't hear very many places. And I was kind of like ready to come into this game because they, their essential under, you know, the conclusion they came to is not that dissimilar than what we come to, which is Luca's really fun. They are very limited. And so you come into this game and you're just ready to watch it. And it's just like, okay, well, this is just going to be this way this year. And instead what's happened twice now with these 50 point Luca games, is like, Oh, Luca's really good at basketball and it should be obvious, but you missed the first quarter, I think. Luca's body language was terrible. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw, I caught some of it. And that this was one of his bitchiest games I've seen in a while. Uh, the first, and that's, and that's why it's like because I get the, you know, and I get into these Twitter arcs. I talk to everybody. You know, you you always laugh at me because I respond to everyone, but I love talking with people and people get so upset whenever you're like, Luca needs to do this thing better. It's like both these things can be true, but what was particularly funny tonight is that they won in spite of him really having a tough game talking at everyone, because he was talking a lot. He still went to the line 22 times. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, really it something. Weird. Um, yeah, it was crazy. Um, and it's kind of crazy. Like, and then, you know, we would have come into this game, Matt, because like, yeah, the Knicks are above 500, but the Knicks didn't have Jalen Brunson and RJ Barrett got hurt in the first two minutes of this game. So yep. like, if they would have lost this game, uh, with what's his they were down bad yeah Yeah. mike miles mcbride playing 46 minutes and you lose i don't know who miles mcbride is i don't know okay saying that i know um yeah quentin grimes drops 33 on you like i I like quentin grimes but come on like this would have been this would have been a game that added to the pile of like wow this team is just jekyll and hyde like they just you know, they just can't get it. But I guess they were, oh, I mean, this is like payback for the Thunder loss in terms of bat- cosmic, you know, the, the basketball cosmos. So we can no longer complain about that Thunder loss because this game this game happened. The universe is balanced. Uh, yeah. Like all things should be. Um, but, man, I don't know. And and you think about how huge this win is because their next three games are Houston. Aren't their, ne- what, their next two games are what? Houston-San Antonio, right? Uh, yep. Well, now we're all joking because we're all sickos. Where it's like, well, Luca's gonna sit. <laughs> oh yeah, probably. Right? Maybe. I don't think they can. They don't have any players. That's true. I, if 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 Green and Dorian and everyone was healthy, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh man, yeah, I forgot they got two Houston, Houston, San Antonio, Houston. Like, so that should be three more wins. They're gonna be what would that be? They'd be twenty-two and sixteen on January fifth. So. Like losing this game would have, you know, you don't want that to steamroll into another losing spell. So, I mean, this game was, this, I mean, every game is huge. When you start the season 15 and 16 or whatever uh, in the Western Conference, you need to start winning some basketball games if you want to move up the standings. So, well, now I need um, to look at the standings. I haven't even looked at it yet. My like voice is, I don't even know why, but it's, it's like yelling to myself on the couch. <laughs> Hysterically, the Mavericks are, they're seventh in the West now. They're, they're dangerously close to every to the top. Like they're three and a half games back from first, and you know, with the way things are going, they they could be in first at some point, and I'm going to feel really conflicted. I'm just, you know, I've I've listened to all these shows. It everyone in there, everyone that is a rational viewer of this team understands that this team is is just exceptionally limited not 
bad, limited. They don't really have any other ways that they can win. Their ways that they can win are the team shoots well from three. Luca goes berserk. <laughs> Did you see the new chart? <laughs> oh, there's a new chart. Yeah, uh, look at look in uh, our random Slack. It's basically uh, they took the the Tim Hardaway shoot forty percent from three. Yes, Dallas wins. But then for no, it's a, there's an additional. Did Lucas score fifty? Yes, Dallas wins. No, Dallas loses. I mean, this is crazy. <laughs> Here's McMahon tweet. NBA teams were 0 and 13,884 in the last 20 seconds when trailing by nine with 35 or fewer remaining. Yeah. So the, the, what the, what was the thunder? The, the, the thunder one was like, Oh, in 2000. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This yeah, team, man, people. this is that discourse column I wrote in November is like the most evergreen thing I think I've ever written in my entire this life. This is going to be amazing. Yeah, I I'm cannot just, believe it. People I'm are just never... checking my mentions and people are mad at me about this tweet. I love yeah, it. It's like, 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 I, I love this shit where it's like, yes, you're mad. Like, come on. I want the Mavericks to win. Shut the fuck up. Like, people... <laughs> That's what I told one person who's like, what do you think about this now? And I'm like, come on, man. This is so much better. Right. Uh, like people are, people think you're like mad that they want like a new chart for you. This is amazing. Yeah. This I is just, so great. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It's just, well, it's good because you know what? If they win these next three, they're going to be on a, like a piping hot seven game win streak, which frankly they need, they need something just so that they can believe. Okay. And Luca has this tendency to play down in bad games, which he was sort of playing down. I think he was up to play Brunson. And then when Brunson got declared out last minute, took the wind out of his sails. Right. Uh, and the, yeah, it just, yeah, it, it just, <laughs> I don't know what to say other than through three quarters. I mean, through 47 minutes of basketball, this looked like the team that just can't get over the hump of 500 and just inconsistent play. And, Role players not making wide open shots and all that kind of stuff. And then Luca, man, I just don't. I mean, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen because if they do win these next three games and they are 22 and 16, they are going to be probably near fourth place, right? Like they're they're a game they're a game and a half out of fourth right now. They're if they if they get three more wins in a row. They will absolutely be either in fourth place or, or like right yeah, behind it. yeah, in the top six like, yeah. for sure. So now I'm curious. They're basically going to jump from 11th place to fourth or fifth in about a week or so. And I'm wondering. We've heard reporting about the Mavericks from Tim McMahon and some other NBA connected sources. You know, when that team, when they were 15 and 16, when they were 16 and 16 that they might be feeling the pressure to make a move to secure their place in the top six yep. uh, so that they avoid the play-in tournament. And I'm curious what this win streak is going to do because uh, I'm wondering, like, does this – do they tap the brakes? Do they then look at this and go, okay, we're back on track. We don't need to make a reactionary move. Let's stick to the plan of so. getting this out and save our assets for whenever we can make another big move later. Like, I think that's going to be very curious. Like, I could honestly see this front office after a seven-game winning streak being like, okay, no need to hit the panic button. Uh, We don't need to make a move. But 
the way that they're winning these games, like, are they looking at this and being like, holy crap, like, we needed Luka to have the most historic game in NBA, single game in NBA history, to beat a Knicks team without two of their best players on at home? Like, we got to get him some help. Let's get this guy. You know, the, the time is now. Like, do they does, – does that push them in further? So it's going to be a very curious – like, a very interesting couple of months. Man, I hope nothing uh, happens because it's like we didn't really get to talk about him enough, and I want to go because I'm, I'm tired. I got to do the live show. Yeah, I, I don't know. have to. I want to. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie as tall Steph Curry has been prepos- – like, the dude took so many threes tonight. He took eight threes, hit three of them, and was huge. Him and Luca had eighty-five of the of the Mavericks, one hundred and twenty-six. Yeah, they only I, had four people score in double digits. Yeah, I need to, I need to write about Spencer because like the three-point shooting thing is like it's for real, man. Like I, I don't know what else to say. I don't know if it's going to last more than this season, but for this season, like dude is a career what like thirty thirty. 30 or 33 percent three-point shooter and now he's shooting basically 42 percent on the most attempts in his career like per game uh i it's it's crazy it's absolutely crazy he's career 33 percent three-point shooter i mean i know a lot of people we talked about when he got traded here that were like okay you know don't look at his washington like that's an outlier Look at what he did in Brooklyn. He can be a productive player if he brings that production here. He was shooting 30, 32% on threes in, in Brooklyn. And I mean, I think his catch and shoot rate in Brooklyn was 37%. Dude, he's shooting 60% on corner threes now. Like That's not a thing. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to contextually put that. Like, that's not a thing. Yeah. Like, imagine if he was shooting 32%. He doesn't shoot on that on layups, I promise you. <laughs> He did miss a couple of corner threes after I tweeted he was shooting 62% on corner threes, so he might not be, but he's still he's still probably the league leader. Like it's 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 insane. Like uh, seriously, where would this team be if he was shooting like 34% from three, which would be like an acceptable number for him, you know? Like I don't know. They it's crazy. They they just if th- that has to be like put on all the the packages for whenever the Mavericks makes pitch to free agents and it's like guys just Freaking look at this. You're going to be yeah. shooting practice jumpers for the rest of your life uh, <laughs> if you play for the Dallas Mavericks. Please, please play on this team. Uh, they need to be oh, God. writing up those pamphlets right now. Well, we'll be back because the Mavericks play twice more before New Year's somehow. Um, they do. I think they do. I, I should know this. I run a Mavs website. Twice more before New Year's? Am I making that up? Yeah, they, well, they play, yeah, they play the 29th and the 31st. Yeah, today's only Tuesday. I said Thursday, it was Wednesday. Saturday. I don't know what's wrong with me. So they play yeah, they play Thursday, then they play Saturday. So we'll be back on Thursday and hopefully with not a show that causes, you know, like some shout out to Mark Cuban. May that man like he he looked like he was about to die. He was all of us. Um respect because that this was would have great. been an awful loss, man. <laughs> well, I mean, well, yeah, yeah. So no, for thank sure. Thank God for Luca. <sighs> okay, guys, check us out. Wait for the live show that'll be coming out. You should also be like following me on Spotify Live. Like, yeah, I run the Spotify Live, but I really want like fans to come up and talk. We have a great time with it. If you've never done it, I call up new people first. I want to have fun with this. Please come hang out. It's a great time. Um, we'll be on you know regularly after most most uh, games. Check out MavsMoneyBall.com. We're gonna hammer this because this is gonna be one of the biggest games we have all year. Thanks for hanging out with Josh and I. And we will see you guys on Thursday.
I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.